six yards. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness. Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. What's up, folks? It's your host, Kyle, here with Hensley's Hangout, another episode where me and my co-host, Pat, are breaking down everything that's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Pat, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy World Cup. Yep. Happy World Cup. USA, a little bit of a disappointing start. Yeah, a little tough, but... Um, Fuck yeah, the Welsh. Got, yeah, they got a little bit of a... <clears throat> excuse me. Slower start, but... They're going to be fine. I think uh, they're going to play England tough and uh, have a nice little game against Iran, so we'll see. That asshole with the undercut who kicked the uh, the penalty kick, he looked like a real jerk. Uh, yeah. He looks like a villain in Die Hard or something. <laughs> Walker Zimmerman, the center back? No, Bale. Oh, Gareth Bale? That's one of my... Oh, we can never talk shit on Gareth Bale. He's been a Tottenham legend and one of my favorite players ever, so you might want to oh, well, as someone, who, as someone who knows nothing about football, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh... In other news, ugly Ravens W this week. Yeah, win's a win, though. I mean, win maybe, is it was, a win. maybe it was a little bit of a bye week, uh, you know, a little slumpy. But they were the f- weather was crazy. It was it was a beautiful day, but it was windy as hell. Mid twenties. I mean, uh, the only thing I will say, I mean, we don't have to get into the offensive woes right now, but defense looks really, really good, even yep. though it was an inferior yep. opponent. Dude, PQ. Unlocked by Roquan. Yes, you love to, roam, to see. He's it. basically like a third safety, able to like free blitz, mm. free roam with, uh, and pass rush is starting to come around a little bit. Ojabo, I hope he plays yep. this week. That'll be fun. JPP in the clutch. Calais Campbell got a really nice sack. Yeah, Justin Houston's been playing well. Secondary starting to come alive mm-hmm. once Marcus Williams gets healthy. This defense is going to be very good. Yeah, you really. It, it was it was fun. I, I listened to the first quarter and a half on uh, AM radio in the car. Did you have to, Get out the window and adjust the antenna to get some right service. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could make a, a better joke about about this, but when I think of AM radio, I, I think about that that guy from Hot Rod. Yes, I was about a, to say the same with thing. With the tattoo like, of pissing it, on a TV like, and right FM next radio. Here is the guy, and if you see him, he is pissing on what looks to be a radio. So anyway, maybe I maybe I'm adding that one to the soundboard for next week. There's a lot of interesting other things going on in the NFL, like. Eagles are starting to get found out a little bit. Um, Steelers. One, one point win over Jeff Sunday and the Colts. Yeah, I think the Eagles, uh, I wouldn't say they have like the easiest schedule coming up, but they have a chance to coast, but they have some division games coming up too. But I mean, we thought this game was going to be, a, I mean, we thought this was going to be a coast game and it was close as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's after Thanksgiving, a lot of fun games start coming about. But True. one before we get into things, how much did the Vikings get humbled by the Cowboys? Ooh, yeah. Wow. Tyler Tyler doesn't usually chime in with these kinds of comments in the <laughs> chat, but dude, he was feeling that perk cousins. I could tell from Tyler's tone that he was just genuinely angry at Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you hate you hate to see it. And honestly, Kirk has been I think a lot better than just about anybody would have predicted this year on average. Yes, and they, this was this was a true Kirk week. Yeah, this, he's going to do this. And I actually argued with Paul earlier this week about like, hey, this is prime time Kirk Cousins. Like when he's in prime time, like you know he doesn't play that well. Right. And we argued is this four twenty five game prime time, which in turn it isn't, but it's like America's game of the week against the Cowboys. Like everybody was going to be watching. Are right. the Vikings for real? They've been winning all these close fourth quarter games. Yep, they're eight and two, and I believe they have a negative point differential. 
which is pretty interesting. That's weird. That's like, so who's the more kind of like foo-foo team with a record like that, the Vikings or the Giants? Ooh, I think the Giants. I was just looking at their schedule today. Uh, I think out of their next seven games or whatever's left, I think they're favored in two of them. So they might be found out really quick too. Hmm. Should be interesting. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, quite a few trades to break down first. Uh, so going to hit the trade button in a second. And then going to break down the week. Uh, some some pretty tight matchups, a couple upsets. And then um, going to call in with Paul, our, our top scorer this week, by a pretty wide margin. And then wrapping it up with uh, I Choose You and the picks for the next week. So want to get into trade talk? I'm excited. Trade talk. So, a uh, little bit of chaos for the Dennis's in the last <laughs> couple of days. I mean, we're, this is the first rebuild that we're seeing in this league. And the Dennis's are really tearing it down to the studs. Yeah, they, uh, they're definitely looking at building draft capital. And uh, I think the next draft that comes up, there is a lot of talent. Yep. So, this is a good time to do it. And he had some marketable pieces to entice these picks. So, I think he's going about it the right way, but you can't fully tell until you see the return on investment of these picks. And the reality is he's buying scratch-off tickets, right? So, like, I mean, he, he's got a lot of chances to hit, and we'll see what develops. Yeah. He had he did, in his to his credit, he had a great draft this year. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what develops. Anyway, I let's guess... Let's go through the timeline yeah, of so, events that, have, so, that yeah, occurred this weekend. Let, let's, let's back it up. I think this was, like, what, last Thursday or Friday? Uh came across the transom from John Ramirez that uh, Joe Dennis was trading Matt Stafford over to Prudence for uh, two third-rounders, one 23-124 third-round pick. Um, and when this came across, I mean, you know, we, we passed it through thinking, okay, interesting trade here. Um, I understand Sean wanting to get rid of Stafford. He's old. He has played like absolute shit. He is right now QB 25 on the season, and I, I looked this up. He is two spots behind Davis Mills and one behind mm. Andy Dalton on the season. So uh, well, he's my, not, he hasn't been good. So that was your first reaction. My first reaction was kind of another point of view. It was like, why would Hunter necessarily want him? I, well, that's, that's the other. That, I, I understand Sean wanted to get rid of him, but I have a hard time understanding why Prudence wants him. And we talk about week in and week out that he's got these age quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, who've been – you know, killing the league for the last two decades. Right. But um, we were thinking he wanted to get younger. I mean, he drafted some, like, flyers, like Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, that right. remains to be seen if they're going to pan out. But he's he's got Ryan Tannehill, but also in a very run-heavy offense. Like, he definitely – who's in first place needs to make a move for a quarterback. So this one was, didn't make too much sense to me. It feels like he's adding another Tannehill. Right. Like, I, I, I don't really see what it adds, especially when he's been playing. The only thing I will say is that he didn't really give up much per se. Uh, no, and well, no, definitely. The price is right. Two-thirds for a starting quarterback is like you hit the button on that. And I, Sean, and I totally and Sean was done with him, and he's going full tank. But, you know, why don't you talk about, you know, what's going on with how you yeah, right, had to step right. in as commissioner, which so, I applaud you for in a so, correct manner. So – uh, yeah, when the, when the trade went through, it really left Sean with no quarterbacks. So he has Trey Lance on IR, and that's really it on Sean's team. So um, you know, I, I was thinking as a commissioner, okay, how do we keep the league competitive at this point? Because it's a super flex league. Optimally, you're starting two quarterbacks, but you need to start one. And I don't want him putting you know Josh Rosen in, who is, is he even on a team right now? No. So um, 
or something, somebody like that. You know, it's a it's a ten man league. There are thirty two teams in the NFL, thirty two starting quarterbacks. You got to have one of them. Um, I mean, m- my thought was just kind of like, if if he can leave the quarterback position open, um, w- what kind of incentive does that create for a team like Adam, another team that is very bad this year? These teams are fighting for the first pick, but the way that they should fight for that shouldn't be by totally just cutting everybody on their no, roster. No, I agree. And the one thing that you did try to do to protect it was putting the $20 bonus for highest score. Obviously, these two, especially Adam, it's been difficult to, to put together a team that can be the highest scorer of the league. But, you know, that's the only thing that I could say that they're playing for. And, I mean, it is $20, and I'm not scoffing at it or anything. But at the end of the day, like, I can't pick into Sean's brain on what he was thinking, but – I did kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, you need to field a quarterback. And uh, I guess I'll kind of jump in now because well, that's where I come into the so, story a little so bit. So I, I texted Sean on, on Saturday and said, you know, you got to get a starting quarterback before the games kick off on Sunday or we're going to have to reverse this trade so you can start Stafford. And then that's when he texted me on Saturday. He asked me if I was still shopping Zach Wilson not that I was shopping him, but he was asking if he, it would still take a second-round pick to get him. And I said, yeah, at minimum. I mean, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty on this after all the shit that came out on Sunday with him and whatnot. But I said, you know, he's in a improving Jets offense. They have a lot of good pieces. They're very young. Right. You know, it is a lottery ticket nonetheless, but the the ceiling with him is through the roof. Sure. Um that that was a Michael Jordan quote, by the way. He said the ceiling is the roof, or the floor is the roof, I forget. He said some sort of Yogi Berra oxymoron comment. <laughs> but um, And then he said that he was going to throw in a player with him, and we went back and forth, and I settled on Ezekiel Elliott just because he's a starting running back. Right. And uh, after some negotiation, uh, I got his 2024 second-round pick. He offered yours from 2024 for the Saquon trade, but um, you know he sent that to me, and... Uh, I mean, I'm really happy because I got basically a second-round pick back for what I spent back in 2021 for Zach Wilson, and I got a starting running back out of it, which, yes, I know Tony Pollard is definitely the guy and definitely the one to have in that Dallas backfield, but right now it's just bodies, and if injuries go down, or Zeke's still 27, so he can play on another team if the Cowboys decide to deal him or whatnot. Yeah, I, I think I think Zach Wilson, I mean, it's worth covering just right now rather than waiting till later. Wilson had an absolutely horrible day on Sunday. It uh, looks like he's probably at risk of getting benched. For, but For January Joe or Mike White. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, okay, I can understand why Sean wants to get him. Just given the strategy with the rebuild, he's ditching all of his older players. He wants to just like basically cut bait on players like yeah. Zeke, which I, I get that. So Zach Wilson fits the bill. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough spot for him right now. Yeah, and... Um, I mean, it is what it is. I think he has the potential to be great, but I think a lot of issues with Zach Wilson, which are definitely being highlighted, is that, you know, he's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. He makes bad decisions. Uh, not really staying healthy either. I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, not really getting it done out there with the Jets. I mean, they have a pretty decent offensive line, a decent running game. It was just a lot going on there. See, and all of that stuff is what makes me think, like, year three, even year four, maybe he picks it up and figures it yeah, out. Yeah, it's 100% it's like, possible. And I think, mm-hmm. and that's you know, why, it just, and that's it just, why I think it makes sense. And I think Sean also, like, isn't a fan of Zach Wilson, so but he knows, like, there is potential. So, wait, mm-hmm. when all this came out, 
you know, it made it like, it was like pouring salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. And yeah, who knows what can happen with him, but um, I'm not really sure how it's going to pan out, but I was happy with the trade on my end because I wasn't going to use them. And we talk about this all the time. How many shitty uh, quarterbacks there are, but they do fantasy-wise. Like like Derek Carr, eh. Yep. But he puts it together a pretty good stat line fantasy wise. Daniel Jones is a top fifteen quarterback. Right, he's hard to watch sometimes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like a lot of these fan, like the best fantasy quarterback, like Matthew Stafford for years on the Lions was an incredible fantasy quarterback because they were always losing. So they had a, right. he had to throw like fifty something times. Right. Anyway, I guess that's not even the end of trade talk here. Uh, was this before the games or during after the games on Sunday? It was like during the. I think it was just. Like after in the afternoon, yeah, it was like uh, after the four o'clock games it ended. This actually, this one went to to John Ramirez voicemail, but we we, <laughs> we picked it up off of uh, Schefter's Twitter. Uh, Nate McGreal traded Dalvin Cook over to Mundus for Gus Edwards, uh, DeAndre Swift, and a third round pick. And so this one to me, just when this came across, and he got a fourth round pick. Don't forget the fourth rounder. Oh, Dalvin and a fourth. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this this kind of completed the loop for me on why Nate wanted Dalvin to begin with. He traded Najee to Tyler for Dalvin plus, right? Yeah, with a draft pick. Yeah, yeah, Dalvin plus a pick. So and, and when when that happened, I was like, okay, why the heck does Adam, this team that is you know also probably tearing it down to the studs. Why does he want Dalvin Cook, a 28-year-old or 27-year-old running back? And now it makes sense. He was just, you know, using him as a bargaining chip. So, I mean, Gus and Swift, who knows? I I think it's a a solid trade. Uh, It's, what are you, what are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, for Paul, this makes sense to win now. I mean, he's just yeah. all in mm-hmm. for somebody who's looking in oh, from the playoffs. I understand why Paul wanted to do but, it, absolutely. So the the thing with Adam's team is, like, I think he needs some depth for some guys, and I think he gets that with Swift and Edwards. I'm not really sure of the production, though. Like, Edwards has injury problems. Swift has injury problems. Like, Gus Edwards has nothing to offer in PPR, but he is a solid running back nonetheless. When DeAndre Swift is... DeAndre Swift is healthy. He does produce. However, he has got some injury concerns, and it looks like he's losing a lot of his carries to uh, journeyman Jamal Williams. I mean, right now he's just not healthy. I feel like we really have only seen in what, is this is this Swift's second or third year? Uh, third, third, I think. I feel like we've seen maybe half a dozen games where he's actually healthy. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if Adam thinks it. it I, I can understand. He got. He got. Qual- he got. Quantity, and I think it's not bad, but you know, he does also have JK Dobbins. So, the mm-hmm. Gus Edwards trade again, a little puzzling, but I guess he's got some reservations if JK Dobbins is the guy going forward and staying healthy. But I mean, Paul, he gets him basically for a two year rental. Right. Um, we'll see how who also has some injury concerns. He's been one of these guys that battles injuries he a lot. This is a couple games a season, yep. So, yeah, I mean, interesting trade, I would say, but uh, it's not like it's not like uh. Mundus could have started those guys in the near future anyway. He was so, he was definitely for, frustrated with them, but I just now that he's gotten rid of two running backs, mm-hmm. not just one, I kind of cons- I'm kind of concerned about his depth going forward. I I can understand wanting a couple bench spots just in case for the off season or something like that. I don't know. We'll see what develops. Anything else on trades? Uh, no, I do know that trade talks are still open. Oh, from yeah. I've talked to a couple commissioners around the league just in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what they want, and they've just mentioned to me that uh, they're still active, but also 
trying to figure out, like you, we talked about before the show, if you're in the playoff hunt right now, I don't think anybody wants to let go of their team unless it's like somebody they really need to win now. And the only people that seem to be willing to trade are teams that are like out of it, looking to 23 and, and beyond. That's only that's only two teams right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which Brent, is crazy. I mean, Brendan's still got the, a really outside chance of going in, but his team's starting to put up some numbers and. He's seeing what the future holds. He's not really ready to get rid of these guys when mm-hmm. he knows that they could be the foundation for, like I said, 23 and going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be a, moving up to up through the, the playoffs should be pretty, pretty interesting. Let's get into uh, week 11. Last week today. So uh, just to review the picks, I picked uh, Ernie McCracken, the Erdmans, Prudence, Myself, Abshagan, and uh, the Heflin Syndicate uh, got a couple of those wrong. <laughs> Pat picked himself, Mundus, Prudence, Bokeland, and the Heflins. Uh, so I think I only got two right. So cheers. I got, I got this Malort right here. Cheers to you. Mm. Mm. You got better. Go back that. for the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to definitely have to give a shout out to uh, Bokeland and Mundus, especially Mundus for pulling off the upset and uh, Bokeland with the nail biter against you. That's oh the reason why I'm not drinking. God. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Crazy week at the top of the leaderboard. Shit, yeah. Though. Oh my God. Myself, you, Erdman's all lost this week. We were three of the top four teams, definitely throwing the seeding into disarray. Uh, and I, I looked at this. I, I, I thought it looked like a, a low scoring week and I was totally right. Last week, um, we ran an average of 118 points. Uh, this week, 108, so 10 fewer points per team on average. And for the entire season, um, the per game average points is uh, 116, so even eight points below that. So and then there's Adam slow, averaging 30 points below that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just a, across the across the board, a slow week uh, just for fantasy football. And some of that was some management things. You know, yeah, I, lo- I know of, I left a lot of points on my bench. A couple, but it was like random ass like i wasn't starting Traylon burks in his first week back you know and so like there in were, green there bay were, yeah. and there were a, so there were a couple of things like that that just like it happened to be popping off on benches yeah when we talk about you know i know my team like well let's, we let's seg- just get segue into it, into it. Yeah. uh wasn't starting to marcus robinson who i picked up that day just to fill a roster spot mm-hmm. uh who definitely is moving up the ravens career leaderboards uh, turns out he's the alpha number one receiver i guess so uh <laughs> they don't even know who devin duvernay is um and he actually might end up getting some playing time now but some uh samaje pirine um with joe mixon doing a concussion had three mm-hmm. touchdowns still in the protocol yep so i wasn't starting him either but they both had hell of a games but uh that was a huge win for mccracken's yep. uh we predicted that I would, or I mean, you went with him, but mm-hmm. I was a little concerned with him having Waddle to a Geno out. But I mean, two or not this past week, but the week before, Debo let him down. This time, Debo showed up and had that broke out that uh, long touchdown run to uh, seal a deal for him. Yeah, I don't think uh, Josh is going to be missing out on Christian Watson points anytime soon mm. either. I mean, he's going off. Travis Kelsey, obviously, game breaker. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty solid week. Pretty solid week for Josh. 126 points. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, and then, as you said, pretty shitty week for you. Yeah, it's it sucks uh, because uh, this was the first week where I was like genuinely pissed off at what I set my team to because of uh, 
this it would actually would have mattered if I started the right people just because Damian Pierce uh, had a bad week. Jared Goff is basically as useful as a third tit on the road. Um, so that's what's going on. But So what, two weeks since you picked up Amari Cooper? you got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, right no, I, I, the return on investment's definitely been there. Last week he had six points. This week, 31. I think he's got some good games ahead of him. Yeah. I have some good depth at wide receiver, and this is what I got him for. But uh, too bad it wasn't enough. But uh, the only thing that I've really you know, started to realize with my team is – and this sounds really spoiled and, you know, pinkies out of me, but Lamar really needs to pick it up. I mean, he hasn't been that great. He's playing under his projected point total basically every week. And I'll give him an excuse that he's got basically us playing wide receiver for mm-hmm. the Ravens right now. Mm-hmm. And I think also two things that are contributing to it is I think with the contract issue looming, if you've ever watched him like thoroughly, he seems to be hesitating when he runs and mm. tends to not be mm-hmm. committing like yeah. he did before. Yeah. And I do think he was a little sick this weekend. They said he, he got put on the injury report on Friday for right. it. He didn't look like himself out there. I mean, they got the win, but like, and he's still putting up like decent games, but not like, but I need the 20 something point games yeah. out of him with, especially with the rush. I haven't had a ceiling game from him since like week three or four. I will say those like jump pump fake things that he's doing pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's winning us games and like, as a general overall quarterback, he's doing good. And like I said, 16 points, I'm not scoffing at, but mm-hmm. that was because he had a rushing touchdown. I, I mean, I, we, we haven't really talked too, we didn't talk too much about McCracken, but I mean, you guys both have the same roster or the same record at this point. I mean, he's getting players back from by this coming week. He might, he, he could be, he could be a juggernaut going into the stretch. He's, uh, he's actually got the most points in our league beating us out by five. Oh damn. So he's, uh, he's definitely got the, the tools to make a playoff run. I think he'll be there if he can continue to play out well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky enough the next three games are uh, – two of them are against our 9 and 10 teams. So that helps you me. lucky bastard. Yeah, yeah but I w- I'm definitely sweating out making the playoffs. I just need to hobble in and let the destiny take it. But speaking of uh, people that are looking in, Mundus beating Erdman. Oof, another so Mundus also rises to six and five with so last week we had a signature like ninety point win for Mundus. This week, hundred and fifty three points. He's the leader for the week. Big one for him. Uh Herbert, not a ceiling game for him, but he looked quite a bit better. Um Singletary had a solid game. Pickens, Devontae Adams went totally, totally crazy. About time he started Pickens. I've been bending his ear all for the past couple of weeks, I'm like, just throw George Pickens in there. Like, I'm tired of watching you start Curtis Samuel all the time. Dude, George Kittle looks so good. That was the George Kittle that oh we know can God. be like he is good <laughs> when he's healthy. And that is and Jimmy G looked he good. He was just running people over too. That, it was that, badass. That was the George Kittle that we uh know has the potential. And mm-hmm. now and that Jimmy he's G like did look well, good. Yep. He had four touchdowns. What what the hell do the 49ers do with him? Do they trade him with the Jets? <sighs> He's on a one year, like that. He's on a one year contract. Right. Um, I think they're going to ride it out, but I think they're going to see how far he takes them. Because if he gets him to the NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl again, they're going to have some serious discussions in that room. It's crazy, dude. What a what a wild story. Uh, somebody who's not doing too well right now is Tyler. Mm. <laughs> he was uh, pretty animated in the group text about Perk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough. One point two points at home. Yeah, that was bad. Not good at all. Uh, pretty bad. I mean, bad game all around. Obviously, what forty to three was the final score. So yeah, Dalvin wasn't working it. 
uh, none of the receivers Justin were. Jefferson, Mm-mm. Hawkinson, not really. But it also sucked that he had a deal with Gerald Everett being to him. Oh, yeah. Out really. Not really to shit on Tyler or anything, but they said he probably wasn't going to play earlier on in the day. And being the Sunday night game, it's definitely a risky move. But but like you mentioned, you know, Noah Fant was on by, so he didn't really have anybody did, to plug in. He didn't in. have a better option on his bench. It's crazy. And, I mean, it, and he could have picked up somebody. And maybe, it wouldn't matter. Like, it wouldn't matter though. That's well. That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, too bad that the big day for Najee is on Tyler's bench. Yeah, that's that's, that's his uh, cross to bear with having four or five amazing running backs. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you mentioned earlier in the show that the three of us lost. Mm-hmm. All three of us have shared a top spot. You know, this whole season. So the fact that we all lost and we're all in the middle of the pack now is pretty interesting. Yep. Uh, next matchup. So uh, this one was initially, but in reality, it was a uh, Bokeland versus myself, Amshag, and uh, Brennan won with 112. I, I, I managed 108 points. It was not a good week. Uh, not a good buy situation for me at, at wide receiver. I, I messed up. Um, I had Wandale Robinson in my lineup, and then I swapped out, swapped him out for DJ at the last minute just because, I don't know, Wandale, it didn't feel right. But uh, it ended up being a pretty bad move. And now he's out for the year. And now he's out for the year. <laughs> the man so tore his ACL. So I'm glad you got a nice production out of your rookie wide receiver. <laughs> uh, there's always next year, Wandale. Um, but yeah, shitty games for everybody on my team, more or less, um, except actually Tony Pollard, another monster. He's uh, putting together some really nice performances, and when I, I this is like the first Cowboys game I've actually really been able to sit down and watch fully this this week and last week against the Packers. He's good. In the last three weeks that he's played, he's been a top five uh, running back twice. Yeah, he's got multiple scores. He's mm-hmm. catching the ball out of the backfield. Just has a little burst. Uh, Zeke kind of wears down the defense with a little bit of between the tackles, getting them like 15 to 20 carries a game. But yep. Pollard's a change of pace guy, and he's definitely effective doing it. And, I mean, like it, when they get him passes, he catches them, and he gets a lot of yards. Yeah, he broke <laughs> a 68-yarder, another long one. yet. Like he's, yeah. he's pretty good, and the Cowboys are reeling right and, now. I mean, again, not to, not to toot his horn too hard, but I feel like in the last couple of weeks when Zeke has been down, there's been a lot of noise coming out of the Cowboys camp about like, oh, he can't take more than 15 opportunities. He can't, like he just, whatever, he, he'll tire out, he'll get too beat up or something like that. But he ran it 15 times and was targeted six more times. So it's like they're they're kind of pushing him a little bit. They're really ham and egging out there. Like, yeah, last I, week, 22 carries. Instead of like saying who should be the starter, just why fix something that's not broken? Just let him, they, they're both good running yeah. backs. And this is how the NFL has been trending for a couple of years now. I mean, I mean, obviously they have a better version of what the Ravens have with Gus mm-hmm. Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Or last year, Chubb and Hunt. Yeah, exactly. Same. You need to have two effective running backs. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, same yeah, concept. Last year. Right. Not this year. Oakland, <laughs> um, though, is having some issues with injuries with Mike Williams re-aggravating his ankle. Yep. Like I said before, Mixon's in concussion protocol. He's able to get some pr- – Production out of Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, Keenan and Daniel Allen. Jones. Daniel Jones was a top ten quarterback this week. Yep. So, uh, well, he was playing the Lions. And, That'll do and, it. And a lot of it had to do with him, his rushing ability. But points are points, and he got the victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Brennan's team was good enough. Mine was not. And <laughs> oh, and I didn't want to text you about this, but oh I know. God. At, but because I know you're probably just having a bottle of uh, Malorts on your own, but. 
Pitts is on IR. He tore his MCL. <laughs> He's out for the season. And can I just say, I'm relieved. Yeah, I'm about to say, you're probably like, finally, I can put this, this oh, cow out to pasture. For fuck's sake. It's like, so, but the thing is, now I got to start either Hayden Hurst or Foster Moreau every week. It's mm. not an ideal situation. And Foster Moreau's as good as until Darren Waller comes back, if he comes back. <laughs> well, right. And it's funny you mention this. Is At that, least the Bengals are past their bye. Yes. Your tight end situation at the beginning of the season. So, I remember, yeah, hold remember, on. Get a load of this. I was feeling myself. <laughs> so was one. I. I wanted to, to trade you for one of them. I was feeling myself going into week one. I had Kyle Pitts, who was poised, poised for a top five two breakout. Tight end. A sure thing. This guy's a legend, you know, generational talent. Behind him, I've got upside potential trading chip, Irv Smith. People were, you were not the only person who inquired about him. Hayden Hurst, solid ex-Raven, first-round pick on the Bengals, ascendant. Uh, and Albert O, kind of a little bit of a, a wild card, just like... Starter, because after Noah Fant left, they exactly, had no idea. potential starter so with... So you had with, four, you had four technically starters. Potential teams. starter with future Hall of Famer, Russell Wilson. Mm. Uh, How'd so, that taste? So right now I've got Pitts is on IR, Irv Smith is on IR, Albert O He's is no longer on in street clothes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got Hayden Hurst. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, hey, everything works out. <laughs> uh, you still got made some good trades for like Saquon and AJ Dillon, I guess. But no, the at, tight end at situation, tight end, it's yeah. not good. Nope. Uh, yeah, I might, I might be hitting up uh, the Heflins. Let's skip ahead to that one. Okay. So uh, Heflins versus a Nate versus uh, Nate McGrill's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate! Happy birthday, Nate! I just want to say shout out to uh, shout out to the Heflins. Uh. Uh, another nice week for Justin Fields, but has one arm. <sighs> I mean, he dislocated his shoulder. It is not his throwing arm. Isn't what happened to Baker last year? Uh, was he, it was not he his, tore his labrum, and but it was just, his off. It was not his throwing arm correct. too, right? So and but how did Baker look after that? Horrible. <laughs> so let's hope that we don't have shades of Baker Mayfield with uh, with Justin so Fields look, after this. No. With the Justin Fields situation, you know, Bears obviously aren't playing it for everything. They're for anything, excuse me. What would you do in his situation if he does have like shoulder injury? Like if he is healthy enough to play, obviously, you know Who's their back oh, who's their backup right Trevor now? Trevor Simeon. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> oh, can we get Ian Book? Can we oh, get Ian boy. Book on the line? Uh so what do you uh, what would you do with the Bears if, situation? If I was a Bears GM. Yeah. I would sit Fields. The team is not going anywhere this year. If it's like a soft tissue injury after like he dislocated his shoulder, I, I don't know if that's redundant or what I just said, but basically, if he's like Why? seriously or like, what's Why? the point of playing him? Exactly. What is the point of risking it? If he's team? healthy, then play him. But, but like, if there's any shred of doubt that he's not, or like if he's like day to day or not practicing, there's no point in throwing him out there. Like obviously, he's still a second year. He's not a finished product. He needs to get better and play. But are you really going to throw away this investment when you've literally been making all these trades to build the capital to put the pieces around them? And trades that have already been paying off. Like, you're instantly seeing dividends being paid on the field. It's like the team looks good. Obviously, they're not winning games. They're not there yet. But it's like, okay, you know that you might have something here. Why risk trotting him out and him looking horrible, him hurting his I shoulder? I was listening to Barstool Sports today. Pardon my take. And uh, Big Cat, who's a you know, religious Bears fan actually brought up something funny about Justin Fields. Is like Justin Fields is the perfect tanking quarterback right now. He's literally doing amazing, but he's not winning the game. So they're not like 
putting themselves in that middle right. of the first round position. Right. They're literally just, he's looking good, but they're losing, which is perfect. Right. Yeah. No, literally. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what's really going on with the, with the shoulder. And the Heflins are, are got to be happy again with uh, Jonathan Taylor, but a little too late in the season for him. But if he can get back on track for the end. It, and, and, I mean, look, at this point, the Heflins are a long shot for the playoffs. So, I mean, just him turning it on at the end of the season and showing that he still has the skills and it's, he's not a total dud. I mean, it's like feels, you know, same deal. It's like he's playing for next year. He might be playing for next year. So with that in mind, you got to like that. David Montgomery looked good this week. The fact that he's getting all these targets is awesome. Yeah, there's nobody else in that backfield since Herbert's on IR. That's true. But Excuse me. Tristan Ebner is on my taxi squad. Is that who – Is that remember when you asked me who the backup <laughs> running back was and I was patronizing you with who it might be? So yeah. I guess that's the guy. It's Yes, that's the guy. Is he still in your taxi squad? He sure is. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, but really, I think the, the strength of the Heflins and why I wanted to skip here because I'm feeling it right now, it's got to be that tight end room, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I approached him. He was one of the main people I approached because I really was eyeing up Pat Fryermuth. Uh, because well, Because, think about it, you have, and don't don't reach across the table and choke me out, but you have Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, I have TJ Hawkinson. Both going into the season, top five guys. i am mm-hmm. got a little bit more return on investment than you have, but I didn't want to go after Mark Andrews because I'd have to give up a lot to right. get him. And I'm like, Pat Fryermuth to be that guy that can plug in, be a matchup guy, and I think that's somebody you're eyeing up along with, like, you know, Trey McBride, who's... With Ertz out. With Ertz out. I mean... He's a rosterable dude for sure. I'm not going to lie. I texted Brendan about Fryermuth as well. I don't think anybody's getting him off of that team. Nah. He, and, and what frustrates me, and Tyler and I actually talked about this last night, but I think Brendan and Brendan are the only guys that haven't made a trade this year. And hmm. what frustrates me with Brendan, per se, is that he's just got Fryermuth just sitting on the bench. He rarely plays him. And it's not necessarily going to be the make or break that puts him over the edge, but you want to see him performing at least, or being utilized by some team. I mean, I guess you could throw him in the flex. That's really where he belongs on this. Because you're not going to play him instead of Mark Andrews. No. He's healthy. I understand why he wants him. Andrews is, you know, he's an alpha right now, but he's been banged up this year. I mm-hmm. can understand wanting to keep him around. Um, I think probably just looking over at, at Nate's side, uh, happy birthday, Nate. Um, I think really the only player worth remarking here is Latavius Murray. So I guess it's worth mentioning. Melvin Gordon released, was that today? Yesterday. Yes, uh, so Latavius Murray, de facto, starting back here. Yeah, pretty interesting that he's now starting back again. At least, well, I mean, to, for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, right. And he was for the Ravens last year, too, mm-hmm. which is like still getting a job. But, I mean, Adam's got to be happy that he's getting all these guys back from his bye for next I, week. I wonder, I wonder if Adam trades Latavius Murray to a, a playoff team as a backup. Uh, I don't want him. So I'm not sure if you do or anybody else. I, I don't want him either. I got shitloads of depth at the running back position. but The only person I could think that could utilize him is probably Paul or maybe Prudence. Maybe Bokeland. Maybe. Anyway, something to consider. Um, one more matchup, Prudence versus Joe Dennis. Um, he's shout in first out to place. Prudence. He's in went, first place. Went from drafting first. Now he's made it to the top of the chain. That's crazy. Just, just been Euro-stepping all the way from 10th to 1st. And he's got... He's got the lowest points for of anybody in the top six. Hey, he doesn't make the schedule. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's, doing, he's doing all right. Um, he had Dallas Goddard go down. He's still 
surviving, but we'll see what the long-term sustainability of that is for the season. Um, CMC making big plays. Yeah, he's really good. I watched that game last night, pretty much most of it, and the way he catches balls in the slot, coming mm-hmm. out of the backfield, oh, yeah. hitting Trent Williams, by the way, Oh my god! Insanely left, rolling out and knocking people out. Oh, running plays, knocking out the defensive lineman first, then goes into the second tier, knocks his ass out. It's insane. <laughs> but uh, can we talk about this one here? Oh my god! How, how much do I've always said, for, said it for a couple of years, and I've yeah. made it publicly known. We've we've talked about it before. James Connor sucks ass. So, <laughs> the dude stinks. He, I've never seen a guy make a two yard run last eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> with a fumble and picking it up and fumbling it again. He's and he's like a a big guy, so it just looks really awkward when he runs the ball. Like I, I've never been a fan of him, but like that last night was pretty bad. It was the prime time factor. All of us were just shitting on him in the group chat. Prudence nowhere to be found during that that shit fest. No, he uh, he definitely probably gets it, but that's who could use a running back right now, especially yeah. with Brees Hall going down for him. I mean, that's all he's got. Um. Cortland Sutton, serviceable week for him. Uh, it's his, I looked at this, and I, it's hard to believe. It's his best game since week four, and it was mm. only 13 points. Uh, and they lost to the Raiders. Um, I, I mean, this is – remember how high the expectations were? It was like, dude, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, it's like they're just – I wanted Jerry Judy from Josh earlier this season because I thought him and Russell Wilson together – I mean, just that whole wide receiver, like just the Broncos in general, mm-hmm. you know, another game like that defense is insane for the Broncos. Uh, they're top five and everything, but that offense is just uh, atrocious. And if you have any Broncos in fantasy, you're probably seeing it. Yep. Uh, shit luck for Joe. We talked about this earlier, just everything going on with, with Zach Wilson, but also Kadarius Tony. And I mean, this is one where everybody knew that this was coming, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Hamstrings. Who knows what's going to happen with him this season? I mean, that's that's a weird one. It's like he has this crazy skill set, and like he makes electric plays, and he looks awesome. But it's like he does it like three times in a game, and that's it. I think he might have like the the Derrick Rose, John Morant legs, where yeah. he, the explosiveness just blows out all of his limbs and joints and stuff. But <laughs> I mean, he's definitely got potential. Speaking of and, explosiveness, is Pacheco? That guy's running at 150% from like the second he touches the ball. That shit's wild. He's fresh. He's a seventh round pick. Uh, I think Sean snagged him in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. We all talked about it like that was a steal Mm -hmm. um, just with the opportunity in a Kansas City offense. Yep. And uh, he looks to be the bell cow. I mean, he owns Pacheco and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, so another place to be. But uh, not to talk to Sean or poor Salt in his wound, but the Clyde Edwards Hilaire trade, I'm kind of. You know, rubbing my hands together in that. You're you're, pu- you're pouring salt in the wound. Yes, sorry. Yeah, you are. And uh, <laughs> I mean, Sean's already cursed me to hell for the Zach Wilson trade, so I might as well just make some more room for the Clyde Edwards Slayer trade, which I don't think he's making too much noise about, just because he did get my first rounder in it, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to, you know, have the earlier first round picks. But that's a pretty interesting situation we talk about all the time. I mean, it, it's one to watch. I I don't think I, I don't think anything important for Sean's team is going to happen in that backfield this year. I think it's an investment for him. I yes. think yeah. I think Clyde Edwards Lair could be picked up by another team in the offseason. Like could totally. trade definitely traded. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely good. I think I think the lack of like pass protection is probably what's getting him. He he has a kind of like a like a Michael Carter role. Like I feel like he'd be good behind a Brees Hall type of guy. Um he's a, he's great with 
the pass catching. He's a quick guy, but he does he's he's not going to be a bell cow anywhere. No, I don't think so. But he definitely he definitely has potential, and I think uh you know Sean made a good move for trading for him. I don't think he, there's going to be a double headed monster in Kansas City that much longer. I could no. be wrong, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, only other thing worth mentioning in this game, Odell. The time is coming. Uh, Where do you think he's going? All signs are pointing to Dallas. Dallas. That's what they're saying. Uh, it makes sense. Um, he wants to go. He wants to go to a contender. Dallas. What else is going on? Why? Why them? Because they are. I mean, they've an got. Offense they've with, got a lot of receivers right now. They got C.D. Lamb and a bunch of guys. Like Dalton I mean, Schultz has looked really good. He's a tight Michael, end. Michael Gallup's decent. Yeah, but Odell Beckham went to the Rams last year, who That's had uh, Cooper Cup. They had yeah. Van Jefferson. They had. Uh, Robert Woods and yeah. and the reason why they signed Odell was because Robert Woods went down and Michael Gallup struggles with injury injury. That's true. He was hurt for like the first several weeks. So I okay, where else? What are they? The they, they, they they've said New York, but that I don't. Be funny. I mean, with Wandale just went down, they have the fuck around gang. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I and they've already had Sterling Shepard out. I think New York was ruled out just because of the concerns with the offensive line there. Danny Dimes not being as good as Dak and Prescott. And just the history, right? I mean, does he really want to go back? I think the I think the Cowboys totally new organization would but. be the, a better position for him. Uh, they have a more ability to roam free in that offense. Is there a snowball's chance in hell he goes to the Ravens? I don't think so. Fuck. I just. Uh, it would be awesome, dude. No, oh, it would be. And I would welcome him with open arms. He could mm-hmm. be a cocksucker all he wants. Just yep. catch six, seven balls a game and Ugh. take open up the offense because our receiver core is trash. Right. And I can't stand watching us throw. We had so many drops over the weekend, and like we dicked around with the Panthers, and mm-hmm. I'm just unsure of the long-term sustainability of the wide receiving core for the Ravens. Like they're The Ravens are good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but – you know, when you see the Chiefs firing all cylinders, the Bills, the the, the Dolphins, what are they? Done. What all three of those teams have? Explosiveness awesome at wide receivers. receivers. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome, but I think you're right; it's not happening. Well, want to give Paul a call? Yep. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Paul? Hello. Paul. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, I can now. (laughs) I feel like he was fucking with us. (laughs) Uh, You're on Hensley's Hangout Podcast. How you doing this evening? I'm great. Uh, I want to say, as always, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Mundus is six and five. You are knotted up with a whole bunch of great teams right now vying for really like spots four, five, six in the playoffs. Uh, you're definitely a shoe in at this point. How are you feeling? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a shoe in to do anything but compete for a playoff spot. Um, you know, I'm feeling good about the team, and we're just trying to take it one week at a time at this point and, uh, and keep trying to stack up some wins because I can't really afford a loss at this point. Now, you, this is five straight wins, and you're sounding pretty humble on the phone right now. As you should uh, be. I, I respect this, Paul. I wasn't expecting this out of you. Yep. I know. Uh, I think you know that if you do talk out of your ass a little bit, it'll come back to bite you. <laughs> but uh, I will say, 
you have the toughest schedule going forward. Mm. You took care of some nice wins lately with the McCrackens. And this week, uh, Dan Urban's cellmate was a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some guys getting healthy. You made a deal for Dalvin Cook. Deshaun Watson getting off of raping a oh, million shit, chicks. That's right. He's coming <laughs> off too. So what do you have to th- – what, what are your prospects, uh, prospects for the so, – So, you know, I could have come out here and said – I could have come out here and, and said some really mean things about Pat. Um I, you know, I could have told him, you know, all, you know, all that, all that shit he was talking five weeks ago. Here we are with the same record. I'm not going to say that, but I could have. Um, <laughs> and also, before um, you, before you do go down that rabbit hole, don't forget who drove you home from the bar on Saturday, and also gave you a place to stay. We don't need yeah, to. I mean, we don't need to go I, there. I'll, I'll tell you, as always, Pat, world class host. Um, Thank you. I appreciate but that. But as I was saying, I'm not going to say any of those things. <laughs> Um, I'm just I could if I, I could wait were I'm you in Baltimore on Sunday over the weekend yeah we had uh, Malik's 30th birthday uh, we hit the streets of Federal Hill got some pizza drank some whiskey fucked some chicks it was cool that sounds awesome it was a great time <laughs> um, so uh, big big deal in the last couple of days for Dalvin Cook um, tell me about that how did that come together so it was uh, it was it was Sunday evening you know, I was I was feeling I was feeling confident uh, as as the uh, as the wind was wrapping up um, against against a you know a great squad in uh, Dan Urban's cellmate. Um, can't say enough about those guys. Uh, and, and you know, I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm going to need a little more firepower to get myself through this uh, to get myself through this gauntlet of the schedule of the schedule that I have here, trying to make a push for the playoffs. And I was just kind of surveying the league, and you know, Adam obviously is, is looking to improve his draft stock. He's looking to stack up on depth. Um, you know, I had a couple extra running backs. Felt like I could, uh, felt like I could help him improve his running back depth while also picking up that last piece I needed to help him make a playoff push. So uh, before we go any further, I don't know what's up your ass tonight, but are you trying to win like the Gretchen Wolf Schwartz Sportsmanship Award or something? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm calling it like it is, man. You know, I, I, I've been, you know, I, I, some would say I've, I've gotten ahead of myself in years past in different, different fantasy leagues. So I, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying not to say something stupid that's going to bite me in the ass. Um, you know, I just, I, I feel like I've grown and matured as a gambler and as a, a fantasy sports owner. All right. To where, to where I'm just not going to, you know, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. You're not going to chase playouts. You're going to chase wins. One day at a time. I can, appre- I can appreciate so that. So speaking of maturing, uh, Kenny Pickett in the state of the Steelers, I've been wanting to pick your brain about this. We kind of stay off of it. But uh, somebody who probably needs to mature a little bit in the offense is uh, Kenny Pick six. Are we still on the fire Matt Canada train? Or mm. uh, what are we thinking after the Steelers played a nice little tough game against the, the AFC representatives of uh, the Super Bowl last year? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to comment on Matt Canada. Uh, you know, we're we're definitely still fired. Matt Canada will be fired. Mm. Um, the, the Steelers may do these kinds of things at the end of the season. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, at this point, he might get taken down on the south side and shot in the head. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kenny, and, and I'm, it's hard. It, it's kind of a similar situation, honestly. And I'm I'm not comparing uh, Kenny Pickett to Justin Fields, but it's sure. kind of a similar situation where you see him last year with uh, with 
Matt Nagy and you're 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 just thinking to yourself like this guy just has no clue what he's doing. Free him. It makes it, mm-hmm. it, makes it impossible to to really evaluate the quarterback. Um, I so, will say, like all of that considered, it hasn't been nearly as bad as Nagy and Fields. Like he hasn't looked nearly as bad. He's putting up. I mean, just from a fantasy perspective. It's kind of like a Daniel Jones style situation where, like, it's not a great product on the field, but he's not getting four points a game most weeks. He's getting like between twelve and fifteen. Yes. I mean, he, but and a lot of it has to do with his legs. And I think, uh, and Paul and I have talked ad nauseum about this: is uh, you know developing developing a, a straight rapport with Fryermuth and Pickens, who right. are young weapons that will definitely make his life easier because obviously they can't do anything about the offensive line right now, but right. I'm sure a lot of their offseason is going to be shoring up that offensive line to see if Kenny is indeed the future. I mean, I think I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago when we made the, the Chase Claypool trade mm. that if, if two of the three, if the two of the three combination between our first, our second and the Bears second, if two of those three picks aren't to help shore up the offensive line, the Rooney's need to sell the team. <laughs> so, uh, well, with the Dalvin Cook trade, too, uh, kind of going back to that, uh, we've talked pretty at length about this, too, but, uh, you know, not to reveal your hand or anything, but what other deals are you looking at? Uh, who who you've been talking to? What do you think? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate on any ongoing. I'm not going to comment, I should say, on any ongoing uh, negotiations. It's just kind of a, in, in, in bad taste. So one other, I guess one player on your team. I just I, I need to hear your reaction after this week is George Kittle. I don't know. I don't know what to think about George Kittle right now. Um, Interesting. He's been he's been very doesn't he's sound been like a locker room guy. All year. I just <laughs> what I what I struggle with with him really is with the, the there's a lot of dynamic playmakers in out there in San Francisco between McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk coming on. Yeah, we saw Elijah Mitchell get back in the fold last night. Um, it, it's just I just struggle to know if the consistency and targets are going to be there, and you're not going to be playing the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury every week. That's fair. Just That's just point. letting you run down the middle of the field without a, a hand being laid on you. I mean, and then it looked two like it looked the like they were essentially running into each other. It looked like they were afraid to get near him because he was just running I, people over. The <laughs> the first touchdown that he scored. I that was, was a man so touchdown. Gen- yeah. I was so genuinely confused what those two guys were doing in the secondary. Like it looked <laughs> like they were just like letting him go in there. So the next couple of weeks, the schedule for George Kittle: Miami, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and then in the fi- fantasy championships, should you make it there, Las Vegas. That is like dream matchups for a tight end. So I mean, who knows? He's going to be getting the start on Paul's team no matter what. He had Zach Ertz, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, so he's going to be there. Whether it helps him or not remains to be seen, but definitely has to be happy with the George Kittle resurgence. But uh, kind of to wrap this up for you, Paul, I know I know Kyle and I are dying to hear the answer. What mm-hmm. uh, at six and five and looking up, which Mundus are you this week? Yeah, going into this matchup, who you got this week? You got Prudence, the number one Prudence. So which you Mundus, got Backwoods which... Mundus against you know transvestite Prudence Delilah. I think for I think for this matchup, you know, we're gonna need the best of all. We're gonna need the best of every Mundus to get to, to get it done out there. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, a Prudence mighty Morphin Power Ranger of Mundus. Yeah, yeah, a Voltron of Mundus. Prudence has been the the class of the league up to this point. Um, 
I mean, obviously, you know, he's eight three in first place. Uh, we're gonna need we're gonna need some and one Mundus. We're gonna need some Slim Shady Mundus. We're gonna need Backwoods Mundus. We're gonna need Artist Mundus. I mean, yes. every single Mundus. True Troubadour Mundus. And, and they've all really got perform. they've all got fat lips packed. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. Country Mundus is from the shoulders up. <laughs> By the way, uh, thank you for sharing the Mundus playlist. I love to see that thing grow. Um, if I'm ever looking for a laugh, I turn that on in mm-hmm. the car. It's yep. it's really good, great stuff. Great stuff for yeah. Tom I Wood. mean, I, I think we're we're, just, we're gonna have to thank Mundus himself for that one. I mean, that, that's I'm picking his brain. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tyler Ward for taking us back to the to the early 2000s there for a little bit Sunday night. Or Monday night, rather, it was uh, that was a, that was a good time. Tyler really lived with DJ Unk back in the day, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I like I yeah. like having the playlist as kind of a, a companion to the, the the podcast and the group chat. Yeah, I, I agree. There's there's been a, there's been a lot of tentacles that have grown from this league, and and I think the I think the podcast, the group chat, and and now this playlist. Uh, hopefully, I can. Uh, Hopefully it can bring laughs to everybody's day once in a while. For hey, sure. We're not done yet, baby. No, certainly not. Well, uh, well, thank you for calling in. Best of luck this week. Yeah, uh, best of luck to you. I, I'll see you not this week but the next uh, to try to end your playoff hopes, but best of luck in the meantime. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me again. And, Pat, in a week from now, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sounds good. Go fuck yourself too. Cheers, bud. All right. Take care, guys. He's probably got to be our most appeared guest on this show. Him, who Brendan's called in a couple times. Paul just loves the FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guest. Yeah, he's definitely colorful. And uh, he's probably our biggest scumbag in the league, but he's our he's our scumbag, so it's been fun. So uh, we're actually we're going a little long today. We're going to have to blitz I Choose You in order to stay under the, uh, the Allotted file hour. size. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into I Choose You. Okay, so just like every week, me and Pat are going to pick winners here, and uh, whoever gets the fewest right is taking a shot next week on the air. First matchup, myself versus the Heflins. I think this is a trap game, especially if Fields is playing. Um, you know, I, I got to bet on myself, especially with Tyreek Hill coming back and a bunch of other receivers as well. But I, this is, I think this one could go down to the wire. Yeah, tough to bet against you, but uh, just for the sake of disparity, and uh, it helps my playoff chances, Heflins for the and uh, I think he's got a good team. I think it's coming resurgence, and uh, he's going to give you a tough matchup. You versus Nate McGreal is kind of a no-brainer. Sorry, Nate. Happy birthday, though. Uh, I'm taking Donnie. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with me, too, but I'm going to sweat this one out. He's got some good matchups, and anything can happen. My team has been having some bad luck these last couple weeks, so don't rule it out. It could be celebrating a second birthday within three weeks. So just talk to, uh, to Mundus about this matchup with Prudence. Uh, Prudence has a lot of great matchups on his side this week, uh, but at the same time, Mundus's power really building, and uh, Jamar might be back this week. I'm I'm going with the resurgent Mundus, uh, just because I love to root against him, and because uh, Prudence is been fl- flying under the radar. I'm going to root for him. Helps Mundus's playoff chance get dwindled, and uh, I think Mundus also has some projections that are a little inflated. Could be. Uh, up next, McCracken versus Boakland. 
That's a marquee matchup for the week. I think we got barn burner potential here on Josh's side with Gino and Tua back. So I'm taking the McCracken. Yeah, tough to bet against them too. He's got a resurgent team as well. He won pretty com- or not comfortably, but had a nice solid 125, 26 point performance and gets his uh, firepower back. So I'm gonna have to go with the McCrackens as well. Uh, last up, Erdman's versus the Dennis's. I think Zach's going to pick apart that Chicago D this week, <laughs> but uh, I think the Erdmans are taking this one. I saw that Mike White was getting picked up a lot in, across all leagues, so that's why I was laughing at that. So they, They're not even sure if he's going to be starting or not. But yeah. Let man. Let, let Zach cook. Let Zach fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely have to go with the Erdmans on that one. It's, uh, it's actually easier to pick against whoever Sean is playing than whoever Adam is playing. So uh, I guess just to wrap up here, a couple of nice Thanksgiving games coming up on Thursday, uh, concluding with Bills-Detroit, Bills-Lions. So, I mean, hopefully we're going to get a lot of big downfield passes. Yep, followed by Giants at Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. And then uh, the last night's game is the Vikings. Yeah, who are they playing? Oh, it's a fun one. They're playing the Patriots at home. But it's prime time, so Perk Cousins... Tyler's Tyler's gonna be deep in the Brown stuff if he's got to watch Perk Cousins have a shit shit whole game again. Um, but also to our listeners, when you come visit your family mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. sports gambling is legal in Maryland. So let me know if you're back so I can refer you and get some free money just sake. in time for Ravens Jags. I'll be shooting you a referral just because you can get free money too. We'll circle back. <laughs> well. Uh... With uh, legendary designer Raph Simmons shutting down his namesake label this week, we're going to send it out with a little bit of ASAP Rocky this week. Raph. Go Ravens, go USA. I done came up, busting down a whole bag. Broke nigga step back. Bunch of people nigga swag. Ain't even got a ass. What are those with his dad? Please don't touch my rash. Please don't touch my rash. I'm racked up like rappers. I'm wrapped up on camera. Get knocked out on camera. Squeeze pump like asthma. It's rare wrath when I wear wrath. Bear wrath when I wear wrath. Might invest into some rap shit. Little nigga still share wrath. And I'm dripping on rash. Rick gonna be the tag. Do the digital dash. Yeah, I'm boasting never brag. Please don't touch my wrath. Oh, the Chris Van Nash. Alessandra Gucci glasses. W and the collab. Yeah, she pop it like a mag. Yeah, she drop it on the bag. I'ma buy another bag. Cause she always bring it back. Yeah, you know how to make it last. Plus a nigga keeping tabs. I'ma fly first class. Wave will hit him with the dab. Please don't touch my rest. Hold on, step on my rest in this. Hold on, step on my rest in this. Hold on, step on my rest in this. Do you know how much I'm spending? My closet, it worth about a million. To the little bitch out the runway. Now she naked in the kitchen. Ralph Simmons, all kind of crazy colors, living color, left wrist, rolling butter, make some more jello, my sweater, mama told me never settle, Ralph Simmons, don't lace them, got your bitch, wanna date them, don't wanna talk about the papers, I swear to God these niggas be haters, they be hating, I feel out of vapors, live in corner sack, don't get along, ride with my neighbors, diamonds on my neck and roll it on, now I let it got under the flavors, hit that bitch right on with my last seven. Ooh, feel like Darth Vader. I'm a boss, you know I'm my riff. Ooh, right from my basement. Yeah, that's the guys. But you know that I'm gon' face it. Wait, that's the reason that they mad. Color Uzi, yeah, he made it. Ay.
Yeah, I would have rap for I made it. Yeah, I would have rap for I made it. Yeah, got that rap all in my basement. Yeah, fuck your bitch once I got patience. Yeah, fuck your bitch once cause I'm famous. Yeah, put my side bitch in my Jacob. Hey, making them plays with my label. I get it, I count it. Hundred on my table. Ruby's red, my skin too black to blush. This bitch too red to brush. Seen it on the iPhone pages. This ain't on the ground. Was it a OZ? Pocket pockets full of mint leaves. Wipe it smelling like it brushed tea. Say cheese, see the porcelain. Sand some water, see swordfish. Backwoods off 4th Street. Raft dragon on the floor, bitch. Flame Thor in it, in it. I'm torching the road in these Gucci flames. Stuck to the pavement, they glued. I'm 2.5 million in the venue and 2,500 or two. I'm cold in my lungs in the muddy. I'm cold like I'm sick with the flu. I cover my face and I'm bloody. That's spring summer 2002. Two, two. Yeah, please don't touch my rap. Sleep in the grass, Teddy. Sleep with the Teddy. Quick with the hands, ready. Please don't touch my bag. Please don't touch my rap. Shirt off on cam, ready. Let's stop in memory. Please don't pop my tie. 